Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. glued to the set, but he is running for mayor of New York City, which is a big deal. And um, he just had a press conference, which was covered live. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I think the big thing about this press conference was that his wife, Huma, was there by his side, um, and then she actually spoke, which is very unusual for a wife of a candidate to speak at a press conference, uh, but she did. Um, and it's I mean, the allegations are that, I mean, some new photos have have come forth. Um, And so he had to stand up there again and admit that even after he had resigned from the Senate, that there were new sexting photos taken. And now they're coming back to haunt uh, haunt him. But um, that's his life in the past. Uh, They've gone through a major turmoil in their marriage, as you can imagine, and it's taken a long time for them, for her to forgive him and to move on, and that was kind of the gist of the of the whole conference. So um, she is standing behind her man. Uh, you know, I, are these... <laughs> Uh, you know, I just got to ask, you know, I was I was watching it. Are these pictures that were taken years ago or is this recent stuff he's been doing? Like when, you know, I know the girl's 22. When when were this was this stuff happening? Because he resigned like in what, 2008? I mean, I'm not sure of the timeline, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. No, well, I, you know, it's, it was later than that, I I believe. Um, but it. it you know, so when the original uh, photos uh, reared their ugly head, it you know it, it, that's when he resigned from the Senate. But in the, and so it was um, you know a couple of years ago, and apparently he had even after he resigned, he was still doing it. Well, because so, what I um, saw was was that he that he began this relationship with this woman. And it was started in July of 2012, and it lasted six months, which means it was over this past Christmas. Well, who knows? I mean, everybody's going to have a story. You know, um, the the thing is, he, 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 he did this. It was a really, 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 really dumb. Um, and so many men are doing really, really dumb things this this, you know, all the time um, and believing they won't get caught and then they do get caught and there's huge penalties to pay. Uh, You know, look at Spitzer. He's running for controller of New York City. He was actually with hookers. Uh, Wiener just was dumb enough to 
to send his body parts over the internet, which just blows my mind. Um, but can you know? Can the voters um, put that aside and 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 think that he he has a better qualifications to run the city because running running New York City is like running a country. It's so it's oh, so it huge, um, or or not. Now, you know, I guess I'm controversial because uh, I, right as it stands today, I probably would vote for Anthony Weiner because the other candidates are so weak. Okay, but that's different. You're actually voting against, you know, other people that aren't qualified. That's something sad to say that this is our most qualified candidate because if he's got this scandal, you know, with him right now and it's I, I looked up the timeline it was 2011 when he admitted to the first set 2012 when he started this relationship that lasted six months which he admits was over in 2012 well it's only July of 2013 that's a year ago what does that mean for him getting busy in the office do you know I mean it's like will his his will he be able to be an effective mayor because he's not able to handle his personal life um, you know, people make mistakes, and people are so easily judged. You know, to judge somebody else, he made a mistake. You look, look what John Kennedy did. Look what, look what this idiot from South Carolina did. They reelected him again. Oh, sure, um, but I mean, making a mistake but don't you think making a mistake was 2011, and now he's doing the same thing in 2012? I mean, what no, do we give him? Not, strike but, three. Well, but that was before, um, you know, now apparently they went for some pretty intensive therapy. Obviously, he, you know, he had this issue that uh, is hope, I'm hoping was resolved, you know, not, not for my sake so much, but for, <laughs> for his family. Um, do I think he's smart? Let's take away, you know, in other areas, yes. He was a U.S. Oh, senator. I like he has more experience. Um you know, I don't know. I think that if I think if we delved into everybody's life now, as we are doing, I mean, there would be no politicians because they're all doing stuff in the closet. Well, okay, I, I get so, that, but he wasn't in the closet, Linda. He was on the internet. He posted. He willfully took a picture of his own penis and put it on the internet. I mean, it's hard so what, to feel is that sorry worse for than him. going out and 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 being with hookers or going out having affairs with other women what you know what degree of craziness is in you know it, it's all bad it, absolutely it's you all know, bad but it, i look know, at like you know somebody weak, having it's all the weakness Okay, but somebody having an affair, you know, in a closet is a lot different than, you know, he's not dumb. This is a smart guy. He put his own pictures. He's got to know the risk he was taking. They but they all, I think they all know the risk that they're taking, but they but every, This is what happens with 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 hubris and power and ego is you know you're doing it, but you don't believe you're ever going to get caught. That's that's the that's the craziness of it all. But in this That's day true. and age, with what's going on with paparazzi and the internet and everything else that's going on, you are going to get caught. This is a very, very different time uh, in our history uh, where every there, there are, there's no secrets. So you know, I don't know. I I, I mean, it, it's going it's going to be a little while until we have our you know, uh, until we, till we decide who's, who's going to run for mayor and who's, you know, who's going to actually have that privilege. Um, and we'll see what happens in the next couple of months. But, uh, but he was ahead in the polls. I don't know what's going to happen after this. 
Yeah, I don't know because um, I agree with you. He's a really smart guy, but he's not smart enough not to do this when you're running for mayor. I mean, I just and I look at her and at first no, 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 I no, was no, 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 no. He th- this did not happen when he decided to run for mayor. No, this, right. This, I guess this that. happened very clear. You know, so this is not you know that that he's still apparently this is what he's telling us whether it's the truth or not the truth who knows but um this this part of his life is over he he's you know he he made a very bad mistake he 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 was shamed he had to resign his senatorial seat he almost lost his wife and his family and the respect and you know all and that's so he did it he learned and it's over i don't know i don't think he'll be doing that again anytime soon but I, I don't knows? know. You Obviously, know, he, it's a big weakness. Well, and I got the kick out of, you know, Weiner used the alias Carlos Danger for their exchanges. It just, I guess it bothers me that, you know, this latest thing started in July of last year and was supposedly over in December of this last year. Six months into recovery, you don't even date an alcoholic six months into recovery. They make you wait a year. What would make me think that he could be an effective mayor? And, you know, when you well, think about being mayor. I don't know mayor, what one thing has to do with another because. Um, you know, was, 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 do you think Clinton was an effective president? Um, I think he, he had a lot of indiscretions. He did have a lot of and indiscretions. I loved, and, you... and, 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 and still does. And yet he's very, very, uh, highly esteemed. I mean, so it's a flaw. We all have flaws. Uh, what's more important is it, do we focus on the flaws or do we focus on maybe he can really do something to help the city? He's got big shoes to fill. Mayor Bloomberg has been a fabulous, fabulous mayor. He is, you know, the city is in great shape. I have a feeling we are going to be taking a backward turn after he is out in November. Um, I think we're going to need somebody relatively strong in there to carry on, um, not the, you know, the mamby-pamby politicians that are in everybody's pocket and um that's what i'm seeing that 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 running against him yeah i agree i mean mayor mayor bloomberg is amazing i guess i just look at this guy and go it's hard for me to see him as mayor it's one thing for clinton to have got into power when i voted for him or we voted for him whoever voted for him and we didn't have all this pre-scandal but it's like this, you know, we're coming up on November and this stuff is still coming up. And I guess I just want to know that he's going to focus on the city because New York City is, you know, it's like the flagship city of the United States. You go anywhere in the world and people ask about two things. They ask about, you know, Pamela Anderson Baywatch. Does she look like that? And what about New York City? You know, <laughs> that's all I heard when I was in Italy. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody ask about pa- Pamela Anderson lately, but I live on the East Coast. So she's really yeah. Well, once they find out know. I'm from Los Angeles, it turns to, to, turns to Malibu and then, you know, Pamela Anderson inevitably comes up. But, you know, we, we're talking today uh, to Maureen McDermott, and we're going to talk about uh, things that women do, you know, and it's so great because we're talking about what men do. And, you know, I can't wait to see what's going to happen as this Weiner stuff unfolds. Um, but when we come back from Weiner, the break, we're gonna... isn't that an, it's a very apropos name. It is. I, you know, it's like I started to yeah. giggle when I'm like, it's wiener, wiener. But, you know, I say whiner because he just, you know, when what? he takes a picture of his wiener and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I All don't right, know. Well, men, I, you know, I'm sure that women have, are, have maybe just as many indiscretions as men, but they're smart enough not to get caught. 
That's right. That's right. All right. When we come back from the break, we're going to welcome Maureen McDermott. We're going to talk about real estate and women and the mistakes that we make. And hopefully nobody's going to take pictures and put themselves up on the Internet. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woo-Hoo Inc. and the Woo-Hoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Tune in to the Travel Chick Show with Bonnie Kitohata. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Bonnie will share with you an hour of travel ideas, experiences, adventures, and tips from her guests. Topics range from local day trips to international excursions. From organized professional vacations to spur-of-the-moment getaways. For fun or business, groups or solo, by bus, car, plane, train, boat, bike, hike, or horse, you'll also hear about travel-related subjects like cultures, travel photography, keepsakes, and more. Whether you love to travel yourself or you enjoy seeing the world vicariously through others, join us and enjoy travel stories from around the U.S. and around the world. For more information on The Travel Chick Show, check out Bonnie's website, thetravelchick.com. Then join us for the show, The Travel Chick Show. Live Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Bonnie Kitohara, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And boy, did we have a heated discussion because he's not getting my vote, Linda. I know he will get your vote, and that's what makes our show so interesting to hear the two different opinions. I want to ask you, Linda, do you know anything that that Mayor Bloomberg did insofar as any sex scandals? I couldn't find any on the Internet. So he's, you know, either he's clean or he's too smart to get caught. I think... Maybe both. I don't know. He's been going out with the same woman for, for many years now. He's not married, of course. Right. Uh, but he is such a, he's a brilliant man. And uh, if there was something, I'm, it, 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 it never came to light because, you know, he's, he's smart enough not to do really stupid things yeah. in the public eye. So um, 
I haven't I haven't heard anything. I mean, you know, every once in a while there's a little thing about you know maybe, it, it, but you know, stupid stuff like a comment, stupid stuff. right? But, exactly. But, but not anything that that's really you know that's going to really get your panties in a twist. That's right. That's right. Speaking about. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because I look at at his wife and I think, is she smart for standing by him because she could be the wife of the mayor? You know, does she love him or is she, you know, hedging her bets to see what happens? Because if she leaves him, you know, what is a very smart woman, too? You know, she was she worked with she worked with Hillary Clinton. Um, sure. she's very smart. They were very, very friendly with the Clintons. Now, the Clintons have sort of, since he decided to run for mayor, they've sort of pulled back because they made it public that, you know, they're, they're not out campaigning or supporting or whatever. But um, if she was under the tutelage of Hillary Clinton for years and years and years, uh, obviously some of that must have rubbed off on her. Sure, sure. And um, we know that that Hillary certainly stood by her man. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you know, and you know, and they just had a baby uh, maybe a year ago. So you know, listen, nobody's perfect, and 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 I guess that she decided that uh, hanging on uh, here was was uh, a good thing for her and 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 the family for the moment. I mean, you know, every day it could change, but right sure. right now, um, why not? But, you know, I like to think that she's smart and she's in it for the long haul. And, you know, I think, you know, as women, when it comes to decisions with relationships and emotions get involved, um, you know, it's really a a difficult thing for women to separate these two, for some women, not for all women. And I'm so excited to have Maureen McDermott on uh, our show because, you know, we're going to talk today about real estate investing. And real estate in general is, I think, a very emotional thing for women, at least in my experience of spending 15 years in Beverly Hills real estate because women and by and large tend to buy what they fall in love with emotionally. Um, and that, you know, is, is something we know our emotions can play tricks on us. And I'm really excited to have Maureen McDermott on the air with us today, uh, because she can separate out some of that emotion and teach us what we can do to be smart in our real estate investments. Maureen, are you with us? I am with you. Can you? And you know, I have a comment. I've been listening up and oh, to what you've been saying, and you know, it's not. It's not unlike. I don't care if it's your politician or your lawyer or your CPA or your real estate agent. The two, the things that I want, I want trust and integrity. You know. So he and. So I think that. I want trust. I want to be able to trust my politician. I want him to have him or her to have integrity, and a real estate agent. I think that um, you should also feel they have trust and integrity. It's just across the board. Well, I don't know. Trust and integrity is a hard thing to find these days. I don't know if you agree, but um, I don't see a whole lot of it going on. It may be, you know, on the on the surface, but when, once you dig down a little deeper, um, it's very very difficult. Everybody has their own agenda, and you know, it's. It's the world that we're living in now, um, you know, and especially politicians and trust and integrity. Oh, my God. You know, it's, it's almost non-existent. But that's a sad comment. It I is. Mean, a, it a is. It's really a sad comment to have to make where we, you know, the values, um, I just think that's a sad, a sad comment to make and then to accept it and say, okay, well, that's just how it is and we move on. I just think that's 
unacceptable. And I think the more people that rise to the occasion and say, no, that is unacceptable, and I'm not going to um, promote a person in whatever field that person is in, um, I think then the winners will become people that do have trust and integrity, and then you see, oh, that's who wins. People with values win. People that don't, don't. Well, I I think that's a (laughs) – It's right now that sounds like a fairy tale, Um, and I'm I'm in your camp. I I would certainly like to see that happen, but um, I don't know. I I, I certainly don't see it now. Well, and and, and I hear what you're saying, Linda. I know that in – and, again, I'm in real estate. I've been in it for 14 years. I was in banking 20 years before that. I mean, look at the real estate industry. It was because of a lot of what was going on in the mortgage banking that – there was no trust and integrity, or maybe there was trust and there was no integrity, and people could get a loan and do whatever yeah. that really brought down the real estate industry. But if the banks or the govern, governing powers to be had said, hey, banks, you're lending too much money, you don't care if this person even qualifies, if there was somebody who was uh, mindful of what was going on, I don't think the real estate industry would have tumbled the way it had. Again, rolling back to, I think, if somebody cared about integrity and doing things correctly. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure I even agree with that because, you know, I I, I don't know, a lot of it um, maybe they didn't understand because some of it was so convoluted the way some of the investment banking houses were were putting this this stuff out. Uh, I don't even think, uh, you know, the regulatory uh, bodies even understood it. They weren't being regulated. That's exactly the point. They were not being regulated. You know, when people were, and we're not even into real estate, I'm sorry, I'll get there. You, um, gosh, in the old No, we can go anywhere, Maureen. Go where you're going to go. I want to hear it. Okay, in the old-fashioned way, to get a mortgage, it used to be the front end was 38%, the back end was 40%, maybe 42%. And for your listeners, I'll, I'll explain what that means. To qualify for a mortgage, it would be your, uh, gross income is, 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 the amount of the 38% divided by what your mortgage payment is going to be. The back end is your, um, oh, excuse me, the front end is your, your income divided by the mortgage payment. The back end is the um, mortgage payment plus your credit card debt, your um, taxes, insurance, um, other, other debt that you had, and that shouldn't exceed 42% of your gross income. Got me. So I have you right now? Yeah, yeah. So 38%, you take your, your gross income, divided by the mortgage, that number shouldn't exceed 38. Back end shouldn't exceed 40, 42%. You can stretch it too. In the height of the, let's give anybody who can uh, breathe and show that they're still alive because we can see their breath on a mirror, they were getting loans. It didn't matter what the ratios were. Nobody even cared because nobody was watching the shop. Because I don't think there was any values that were put along. This goes back to, and yeah, I, I think Bill Clinton was a good uh, president, but I think that he lowered all the values in the United States when he and Monica Lewinsky came out with their uh, uh, tete-a-tete, if you will. I mean, it was kind of embarrassing at that time, my kids were in grammar school, to have to turn off the radio all the time because I wasn't in a position that I felt like explaining my 8- and 10-year-old what oral sex was. Thank you, Mr. Clinton. And did that take away from how good a president he was or was not? I think it lowered the my bar. opinion of him. 
And I think if more people didn't just roll their eyes and go, oh, well, gee, you know, Jack Kennedy did it too, and this is going, going all the way back. I mean, I think we have to stop rolling our eyes and stand up and say, no more. It's not okay. Uh, that's just kind of how I feel. <laughs> no, and I, I think it's In every great. industry. You, it's great corollaries, Maureen. I mean, for all of us to have these kind of discussions, because, you know, when you think about, you know, purchasing a house, it's the, you know, it's probably the largest purchase people will ever make in their life. A lot of times with their life savings or their retirement savings or whatever it is. And without trust and integrity, you know, and it's so funny because we hear all those words all the time in real estate marketing. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how much we've, we've become, how much we're able to tolerate in bad behavior. That's exactly my point that I'm trying to make, Sandra. I mean, don't kid yourself. It has been a lean past few years for a lot of gals and guys in real estate. And my goodness, don't get between them and a paycheck because um, I have seen just in my own industry, I think people's values have gone down a little bit because they are a little bit hungry. They haven't had the kind of sales maybe they had in the past before the real estate plunged in 2007-8. And I think that even in my own industry, I see realtors that don't have the integrity that I would like them to have. So I would say to any of your listeners, if they are interested in going into real estate, first and foremost, get somebody that you truly, truly trust. Um, In today's age, testimonials are the biggest thing that you can find. And I find that I don't make an action before I get a testimonial from somebody. I was out looking at cars today and, you know, found a great car, liked it, and I thought, no, I'm going to go call my girlfriend that's been driving this model for the last three years. I want her testimonial. I want someone to give me not the affirmation that it's okay to go ahead, but like, yeah, you know, I really like that car, and they stepped up to the plate when I needed the new engine put in. Whatever the case may be. Yeah, but that. Uh, you know, but but you're an intelligent woman, and m- unfortunately, um, most people will just go along for the ride, and they don't take it upon themselves to be responsible on their end to do their research. Whether it be a doctor, you know, when their own life is at stake, you know, just listening to everything a doctor says without getting a second opinion, or a home, or as you said, the car. I think we have to get to a place where we, you know, the the buyer takes responsibility for the outcomes, too. They do have to take responsibility because it's that old thing, you know, buyer beware. Yeah. Whether you're buying real estate, you're buying a boat, you're buying a car, you're buying a piece of lettuce at farmer's market. I don't care what it is. Um, you do have to take some responsibility yourself, but at one point you have to feel that the person that's the other, yes. on the other side, that professional person, whether it's the farmer selling you that avocado at farmer's market or it's the car man at the car shop or is the realtor selling you a house that they have some level of professional integrity okay girls we're going to go to commercial break we'll be back and continue this in a minute and a half we've got lots more powered up with sandra beck and linda franklin after these messages this is for all you girls about 42 Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. 
Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 Central, on toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin and Maureen McDermott, and the sparks are flying. I am having a great time uh, <laughs> with these two girls. I'm just going to stay out of it. It's like you guys, you, you guys both know so much. You're both such powerful women, and I'm really, really enjoying, uh, I'm enjoying this show. Um, for those of you who missed the first half of the show and want to hear this show as well as other shows uh, from Powered Up Talk Radio, I encourage you to check us out at PoweredUpTalkRadio.com. You can go to iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio and download our other shows. Each show is an hour long, or you can go to our host station at toginet.com. And I'm going to throw this out here, girls. Okay, we're talking about uh, Wiener running for mayor, getting caught literally with his pants down, then taking a picture and sending it out to people. Then we moved over to real estate, and we're talking about accountability and money. And I don't think that goes hand in hand. I think when you are lacking in money, you're going to take it. I think morals are going to slide when you um, are handling large amounts of money, like uh, you know Santa Barbara real estate. You're talking three, four million dollar purchases. This isn't chunk change. A lot of people are attracted to the money. We talked about Bill Clinton and what has happened in our standards uh, since you know what we call the blowjob era. I'm going to go to Maureen right now, and I'm going to ask her about accountability in high-end real estate. I don't think there is a whole lot, Maureen, and I'm not asking you to bag on the industry as a whole. I'm asking you to help us raise the standards. When you are in a transaction and people 
are vying, you know, for deals, or in this case, in a market where everything's dried up and there are no deals. You made a comment earlier in the show about, uh, you know, when there's no deals, it's almost like the gloves are off. Let's talk about accountability and money. Well, um, yes, that was a good um, synopsis of everything. What I want to clarify is that the gloves are off. I think they're realtors. I have observed that some realtors, and I'm not bagging the industry on, on, on total, but I have seen uh, some realtors being a little more aggressive because they just really want that deal for their client, whether it's their seller or, in this case, more often than not, the buyer, because there's not a lot of inventory. And this is the story we're hearing across the nation, not just in Santa Barbara where I am, but in California, everywhere across the nation. Inventory is down. Um, everybody realizes the bell went off probably in December and all those buyers that were sitting on the sidelines are jumping off and they want to get their deal. And their realtors that are representing them, they want that deal too because it means that's where they get a paycheck. And that's where people are starting to, I think, finagle sometimes that where they shouldn't. And I think the, they lower their in, in their standards a little bit, professional standards. Could you explain but, what that means? What is what? What should people be watching out for? What are the warning signs that that your, you know, the the person that you're dealing with um, may not be above board? Well, I I think that, in most more importantly, I think it's important that you have are and are working with a realtor, a real estate agent that um, is licensed that knows what they're doing. They are uh, familiar with the area and the product that you are buying. Um, Often, sometimes, because realtors will, again, go back to, well, I haven't had a paycheck. Well, I've got a client that wants to buy a house in Santa Barbara, and I'm coming from San Diego with them. Now, for your listeners, San Diego to Santa Barbara is a five-hour car drive, but it'd be better, well-suited for the buyer to have a local agent represent them and have that agent pay a referral fee to the agent in San Diego rather than let the agent in San Diego, who may be their mother, brother, cousin, Mm -hmm. or best friend, drive them the five hours up north because they want the paycheck and say, oh, I can help you. I can figure out what's going on. There's too many nuances in real estate, and it is very microcosmic. So that would be an example. Um, And I agree with that. I think that you should deal with somebody that, that's very knowledgeable about, about the area that you're planning to uh, move into. Right. And the reason why there is so little inventory, I believe, is because we had this pent-up demand of all these buyers that hadn't been buying for the last 24 months. So they're all trying to buy um, inventory that is just coming on the market. And think of how the cycle would work. Somebody's buying in 2010, they sell a house, they buy a house. Well, sometimes people were selling a house in 2010, but they weren't buying. They were just renting because they wanted to wait until the market really dropped. So we have two or three years' worth of buyers going after one year's worth of inventory. Well, the foreclosures have dried up, too, because a lot of people went in and scooped up those deals. They sure have. The foreclosures yeah. absolutely have dried up. And also what has happened is that happened is that then they do have properties that would potentially be a foreclosure they're now working more hand in hand with their sellers and their short yes. sales as opposed to a foreclosure yes so what that has pushed that is that investor that was scooping up a lot of 
the houses, they don't have as much uh, inventory for them to buy. So you've got a lot of people running after the same property. Do you so, think now that the rates have, have really uh, gone up that it is going to uh, put a little bit of a, a halt on that, or is it just going to continue on for a while? Um, my opinion is that it will slow it down, Linda. For every percentage point that the interest rate goes up, that takes away 10% buying power for the buyer. Right, and it's if, up about 1%, right? It is up 1%, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that means that if I was out looking at a house um, and I'm, I'm financing, um, if I was going to be getting a house, um, let's say you could borrow before at 3.2%, 3, 3 now it's 4, 4.2%. You, you can still get in the threes, but for our conversation, it technically it's gone up 1%, 3 right. to 4%. And that, as a buyer, it's 10% less that you can purchase. So that means that the seller then has just lost a percentage of his potential buyers. So right. that is where the market will slow down. Um, we had, uh, there are so many properties, though, that are still getting multiple offers. Um, and you're so kind, uh, Sandra, to say that it's all three, four million dollars. We have properties from $200,000 up to $28 million here. We have, we service all um, aspects of the financial field. And under a million dollars in Santa Barbara is a really tough market to get into because that's where so many people want to get into. And we have multiple offers. So what I would tell your, your listeners to do, if they are in the process of trying to buy something, you have to be, and you're going to get a loan, you have to be pre-approved. And that doesn't mean that you've gone to a bank and you've said, oh, well, I'm thinking about buying a house. This is what I earned. Can you just send me a, a pre-qualification letter? You really have to have gone the step further where you have really applied for the loan. The banker has all your information so that he can send you a bona fide, I am pre-approved letter so that when you get that house that you like and 12 other people like it, you have a pre-approval letter. Because don't kid yourself, there's going to be a lot of cash offers as well. Yes. I don't know where all these people are getting their cash, but it's unbelievable. I'm cash is king, you know. Cash is king. Have you, by any chance, have you seen this this reality show on Bravo about the real estate agents? I guess they're in, in Malibu and Beverly Hills, and there and then there's also an addition of real estate brokers in New York that are selling these crazy, you know, numbers seven ten million dollars for apartments in New York, and you know twenty million for houses in Malibu. I mean. And it makes, you know, it, 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 I don't know if you've seen it, but it's... <laughs> yeah, I had, it's, it's funny you say that because I actually had somebody um, out yesterday, um, a fellow Tony, he works for a company in New York, and he's on Selling New York, and he was out here because, remember, this is a good example. And remember how I talked about the agent coming from San Diego to... Yeah. Um, yeah, da, da, da. Well, yeah. I love and adore Tony, but he the reason he was out here and he came to Santa Barbara because he wanted to not only get together but to get up to speed on the inventory up here because he just took a client from New York and they decided they wanted to move to Malibu and he flew out with them and he was able to hook them up with their realtor in Malibu. And you know he's going to get a referral fee out of it, which is great. That's 
how we work yep, on yep. these. But that's somebody being becoming bicoastal. And he said, gee, I think I'm going to get my California real estate license because, you know, I think I'll have more of this. And I said, great. And that is where the world is going. The world has become much smaller. Yes. Um, yes. That individual can see the inventory. We can all go online. Um, we can look at Realtor.com. We can look at Zillow. We can look at Trulia. And we can see what's that, available. What's available. Yeah. So the, the Realtor becomes more just the conduit to make it happen. I think 80% of all buyers start their search on the Internet. You um, know, let's say you're, you're a – I'm familiar with those shows. Very Let's familiar. say when you're, yeah. if you're a buyer and and you know you're interested in a particular property, and I you know I call you. How do sometimes it's hard to know. You represent the buyer or the seller. Should a buyer have their own real estate um, person to help them, and the seller have their own real estate person to help them, like like paying a fee and and so on? I think they should personally. I but I I am unique in that as the listing agent, and I'm primarily more of a listing agent, I, I certainly do represent buyers as well. I don't like to work on both sides of the fence. I don't like to represent a seller and a buyer in the same transaction because then the, uh, at the end of the transaction, everybody goes, gee, who was she really representing? Yeah, the lines get blurred. The lines get very blurred. It's okay to talk to the listing agent and find out. And you can say, hey, will you refer me to, and I've done this before, I have referred people to other agents where I'm like, I appreciate that you called me. I appreciate I've shown you the house. But if you want to write an offer, here is an individual that will write the offer for you, and you will be fully represented. Now, I'll get a referral fee from that agent. Yeah. Um, but, Linda, my preference is that it's not the same person on both ends of the property. Yeah, um, I, I would tend to agree with that. Um, it, it's just it, it gets too sticky. Right, it's just yes. sticky. It's not where, where I would go. Girls, um, I need to take us to commercial break. What we're talking about is the naturally adversarial uh, relationship that sets up between a buyer and a seller. One wants the most price, one wants the least price. There's a lot of negotiating going on. Uh, Maureen, I think you're spot on. I, I, after 15 years in residential real estate, think that there should be two independent parties. Um, but uh, we're going to go to commercial break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about real estate investing. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher. Six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. As Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy, and triumph. Revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day. 
with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. In the annals of recorded history, there has never been anything that can compare to home movies. But now, in this modern era, where do you turn for the best information? Right here. It's the Home Movie Legacy Project, hosted by Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Learn how to organize, digitize, share on social media, use as genealogy research, repurpose or even monetize found footage. Discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed. Or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many. For more on Rhonda and the show, go to our website, homemovielegacy.com. Then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and this is one of our real estate investing shows, and we're going to turn the tables a little bit and start talking about how we can build wealth with real estate. Um, I know it's a great thing. It's worked for me in my life. My real estate investments have have helped me an awful lot in my career and in my uh, raising of my kids. Um, It's really a great uh, gig if you can do it, but Maureen, where do you uh, where do you start? Okay, this great question because a lot of times people say, oh, "I've looked at these people and they're retired at early ages," and you say, "Do they do it in stock market? This hard work? No, real estate. Well, how do you do it? This is where you need to start." And I'm speaking to myself as well because as I look around, and I've been real estate 14 years, I should have much more real estate ownership than I do. So. Everybody, listeners, I'm talking to myself as well. Um, You start, obviously, find a goal. You want to buy some real estate. um, You need to start gathering up your um, startup money. And you also want to um, maintain excellent credit because real estate investing is going to require one or both of these things. You either need to have a pot of gold or you need to buy the property and be able to get a loan. In order to get the loan, you're going to have to have good credit. So that's Number one, you know, every paycheck you get, every whatever, start putting money aside. You'd be shocked at how it will add up quickly. Um, So that would be the number one thing you want to do. While you're acquiring your wealth, your your stash for your down payment, what you want to do is start researching the different areas of real estate. Do you want to own rental houses? Do you want to go into duplexes, apartment buildings? commercial buildings, land, and sit on it. I mean, what do you want to do? Each one of them is going to have a a variety. Some people, their angle has been, oh, I just want to buy a house and fix it up and then flip it. But what you don't understand is that, and I had this, I have a, um, uh, the guy does amazing work. He's an interior designer. He buys houses, fixes them, and flips them. And I just sold his property, and I probably had I don't know, 12 offers, because he did such an amazing job. 
the people next door who are anticipating the young women will be owning their house pretty soon because their parents are passing on. They said, well, we can do that. And I said, hmm, you can, but you have to make sure you do it with the taste that many people are going to want to purchase. So I caution you that you say, well, I can buy a house and I can fix it and I can flip it. You have to do it and make sure you're fixing it in a style that somebody's going to want. Because not only are you going to have to buy that house and maintain it, the mortgage payment, while you're fixing it, you're going to have to have the money to go fix the house up. So, again, research the different areas of real estate ownership that you want. Um, You may just want to go four or five people go in together and buy a duplex or a rental house together. Um, If you did something like that, I would certainly talk to a lawyer first and have a uh, limited liability corporation set up or some kind of corporation so that there is a very defined um, ownership interest. Um, Another thing one may do is, you know, you buy the house, you fix it up yourself, don't hire a bunch of people to come uh, do the fixing, and then you're building what we call sweat equity into the house. And then you hold on to it for a while. We're in a rising market, and what that means is that the market is on the rise. Prices are going up. So if you could buy something, hold on to it, fix it up as you can afford to fix it up, you're going to build in your sweat equity and the natural appreciation. So while you're busy saving money every month, putting it aside, start researching the different areas. Then I would call somebody who's in real estate and ask them how they got started. Um, A lot of people in real estate are very forthcoming, um, and they will say, hey, this is how I got going. You know, my... Uh, you know, I got together with my brothers, and we all put together a certain amount of money, and we decided this is what we're going to buy. So start talking to people that you know in real estate and say, hey, how, how did you start buying those one or two different properties that you have? Um, you have to find out about the different areas of investing. A rental is, is just that. If you buy it and rent it out, who's going to upkeep the property? Do you want to be the landlord? Um, I would say at any local city college, pretty much, there's always a class in Real Estate 101 investing. Um, I am not a keen believer in these infomercials we've all seen on TV. You know, I will show you how to buy 30 houses with no money down. I am suspect of that. And I'm sure that individual himself or herself has made a ton of money because there's a lot of people going, well, I'm going to go take that seminar, and I'm going to find out how I can buy 10 or 30 houses. I, mean, I think we've all seen them on QVC and, or you sure. know, the different um, infomercials. Not QVC, sorry, but infomercials. Yeah, but they look compelling I, I'm when you see stuff. it. They're absolutely compelling. I mean, I look at them and I go, wow, <laughs> I wonder if I should go take that class. And you're in the business, oh. so you can imagine what the lay public must think. That's exactly my point, Linda. So it's like it's very enticing and intoxicating, but really, if you're serious about this, I would get in, check out your local city college. There is always a class that is taught there on how to invest in real estate. So that's and another. And, and there's a big difference in just buying, you know, buying your home that you that you're going to, you know, live in, and then buying it for, you know, whether it be for income or flipping or or whatever. Um, you know, I think it's it's two different animals, right? A huge difference. Yes. I yeah. mean, one is, I mean. The house that you're buying it and you're living in, that's where 
you know, you're choosing it because of the school district or it's, it's close geographically to your home, your uh, job. I mean, that's a whole different animal. I have yep. a fellow that I work with, and he is buying houses probably five, six-hour drive away from where we live in Santa Barbara. He is hooked up with an agent in Northern California who has a pocket of areas that he can still find some good value homes. And so my associate is putting aside his real estate license and is totally relying on this fellow five hours north of us up in Northern California to help him buy these properties. So don't just look in your immediate backyard. Well, you know, and I, I, was listening, I was listening to CNBC, and they were talking about REITs, you know, real estate, real estate investment I was, trust. Just, I was going to go there next. Please. Okay. <laughs> And, yeah. and well, I just wanted to chime in was, really um, It's probably good for the next six months or, or so. Yeah, you, you know, you're still will still make money there. But I guess the great unknown is: could this debacle happen again? Okay. Well, two answers, two questions. I'm going to answer first. The, the REIT, R-E-I-T, Real Estate Investment Trust. That is where you say, "Oh, God, I, I want to invest in real estate, but I really don't think I want to take ownership." So what I would do is I would. Um, look into different REITs, R-E-I-T-S. They typically trade over the New York Stock Exchange or the um, NASDAQ and call a stockbroker or say, hey, what REITs do you know, and start studying them. REITs specialize in different fields. Some REITs specialize in um, apartment buildings. Some specialize in commercial property. There are very different REITs, and then you, and some have a blend in their portfolio. So that will be another way, and then see what what is their return on investment, their ROI, year after year. Yeah. If you are going to get into that, it's something where you want to see how do they manage their portfolio, what is the return on investment they're giving you, and it would still give you ownership in real estate, but not having to take title. Right. Right. So that is a safer, not safer. But certainly an easier way to another go. way to go, yeah. Another way to go, so you still feel like you're in the game. You've got your money working for you, but you've got professionals that do this 24/7, figuring out what they should buy, sell on any given day, right. and then you you earn the benefit of the uh, return on your investment. See what percentage they are, um, and then Linda, I'm sorry, you went on and said. Um, what are the chances? I mean, I guess nobody knows that you know that this debacle that we had, uh, you know, that lasted six or seven years and really put a really big slump in this market. Could could that happen again? I, of course, I mean anything can always happen. Yeah. But the reality is, all trends and all economists that follow real estate are looking at this continuing on a gradual incline up. We're not on what's called a, the V, where we came shooting down. Yeah. Um, I know in Santa Barbara we came down to 2002 pricing. So at the height of the market, our height of our prices was 2007, end of 2007, 2008. We came sliding down, I mean crashing down like in 24 months, we came sliding down to 2002 prices. Right now currently we are at 2004 pricing. Wow, and by, and by that I mean we have now, since the total boom boomed down, we've come down to the 2002. We've come back to 2004, but we're not racing back to 2007. We're slowly growing every year. 
I don't think, Linda, that we're going to do this um, trajectory of, you know, have prices screaming back up to 2007 levels. I could be wrong. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think that there's going to be control via the interest rate. So let me just ask you a question because we're getting really close to the end of the show, and I'm sh- I know people want to know this. Is it too late, or is it this is still a very good time for people to get into real estate? No, it is still a good time, and thank you for asking that question because everybody says, oh, I'm too late, I missed the boat. No, you haven't. I said, remember, we're in a rising market. In a rising market, the last sale is the one that's going to be at this level, and the next sale is going to be that much higher. So we're still in a rising market. Are you going to make as much money if you would bought the house two years ago? No, but you're still going to make money because we're in that rising market. So right. it's never too late. It's never too late. Just be smart about what you're doing. Don't just jump into it. Be smart. Do your research. Get a trusted advisor with you and then go forward. Wonderful. Good advice. Great advice. Well, I hope it helps. Um, it does. You know, yeah. uh, because, you know, in, in my just personally, I mean, I have a, a home in Connecticut, and I, I saw the craziness uh, b- before, the, b- before the downturn, um, but, I, but I didn't sell. And then um, I, see it cre- I see it coming back up. In fact, we made a couple of improvements, and um, who knows, in a, you know, in a year or so, I may put it, put it on the market. Right, it'll come back. Owning yeah. real estate makes you feel confident about yourself, makes you feel secure, and it feels, makes you feel confident about your future. Wonderful. Great job. Maureen, I want to thank you for being on the air today. I hate to cut you guys off. Linda Franklin, great show today. We're out. We'll bring you back, Maureen, because we've got lots to talk about. Thanks. Thanks, both of you. Bye, Linda. Bye-bye. Bye, Sandra. Bye-bye. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and 